Uh, you weren't even recording it yet. It's episode 45. Way down yonder on a Chattahoochee. What? Um, I did karaoke this week. Oh, I don't... Doing karaoke in Ohio is a little bit different because I've never been around karaoke's where people do so much hillbilly bullshit. <laughs> Uh, there wasn't too much of that, actually. Well, whatever you were just singing sounds hillbilly as, hillbilly as hell. Well, it was. It was Alan Jackson. Yeah, see. But I, I didn't do it. I could never just, tell you that. I could, I could never, ever tell you a country song. You're not cultured. Not No. It, oh, it's not that I'm not cultured. It's just that it's not the culture I grew up in. Well, isn't that... Okay. Isn't being cultured mean... Meaning that, well, so you're right. I'm not cultured. Yeah, you have a variety of culture. But isn't being cultured like you're you're you understand cultures that aren't your own? Yes. So you're not cultured. So okay, <laughs> we're we're going round and around here. We're saying the same things. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, let's pop these white clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty degrees, Colin. <laughs> yeah, you. Gave, I gave you a fairly unenthused response to that. I know why. Because I don't said, like really like white cloth. Yeah, but. Free alcohol and uh, it's at least, whew, man, gotta, at least it's a good flavor. Mm. Mm. I don't mind it. I, no, I mean, that's the thing. I'll always drink it. Yeah. But it's just not, I was just like, uh, it's that season again. Let me uh, White Claw season. bring up the mother trucking board here and see what's popping. <sighs> this is weird looking at this practice space like, like uh, this way. Yeah. It makes more sense to me, actually. Maybe. Well, yeah, it makes sense because now there's a second band in here, and we had to really figure out how to one put two bands back in here and make it. I don't, I don't know the word to make it fair, right? So that like originally we were going to set it up like one guitar, one guitar, then a bass, then a bass, and then we looked at it and we're like, well, then all the members are equally like weirdly spread mm-hmm. out. Why don't we put rhythm and bass together here? rhythm and bass together here and then the two guys on the other side are the two from each band that i think do most of the lead stuff mm-hmm. i don't so, know anything about this brand you said it's a really nice brand diesel, diesel? yeah i don't know anything about it uh yeah that's Is it like I, a boutique brand no um no it's it's manufactured i mean like it's it's uh what's the word i understand what you're saying. mass production mass produced yeah but it's a incredibly nice head that's like a three thousand dollar i like the design of the knobs and like the it's cool yeah so i assume those are two channels that those those lines are extending between um yeah and there's you know what there's actually that's uh it's cool design. there's an you should see the other one there's another one how it has that slant knobs like that it's got like like fucking four sets of them right next to each other it's really intense Mm. the uh the profile i was using on my kemper um for the longest time was a diesel yeah, you weren't joking about the. You weren't joking, man. These this this band's got some fucking equipment, dude. Yep, that's really nice. Real clean fifty one fifty. Oh wait, that's yours. Uh, not mine. That's not yours. Adams. Oh, clean fifty one fifty over there. This cab worshiper. I don't even know the brand, but it looks awesome. That's a boutique brand. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. And then this pedal board is really nice, and it happens to have a pretty cool logo on the front of it. I designed it. I know you did. <laughs> I saw it. That's actually one of the first things I saw when I walked in. <clears throat> um, anyway, I want now that now that we've audibly described our <laughs> surroundings to something that nobody can see. That's if they would go to YouTube, but we get like no no views on YouTube. Like all of our everything, all the interaction in general comes from uh, like Spotify. And I just you know, and I can't even imagine just sitting just. Well, I'm about to sneeze. Hold on, I'm sorry. Oh my god, your sneeze depated. 
man, there it is. All right. You're like, what did, do you sneeze on my shit? That's what you're looking for. No. Uh, anyway, um, I, I just can't imagine sitting around looking up specifically my stupid face. Uh, um, but whatever. So I went to karaoke, uh, this week and. Oh, I know you did. I know. Because you skipped out on family values night. Um, <laughs> nothing. It didn't really click to me like that all that shit was happening the same night until literally the day of. And I was like, oh God. I have to choose, and I chose to stay on my side of town and do karaoke. Um, okay, so somebody was asking me about our band, and I said our band. You are you have nothing to do with the band, Colin. Uh, but somebody was asking me about the band, and I was like, oh, yeah, just pull it up on Spotify or Apple. And they just kept looking at me. I was like, you don't have, you don't have any of those? They're like, no, is it on YouTube? And that right there is why I still put something on youtube for the podcast well i mean it's it's a uh it's just another outlet but it, it is wild though how much if you like look at statistics like youtube has a giant uh market share of streaming oh yeah is that is that this band uh i don't know okay. but we're just gonna keep on rolling partner. uh no, they have like a giant that like they have like a giant market share of that a lot of people listen to music only through YouTube. It's I know that's that's crazy. I don't know if you notice that like also some music videos they, they do like portrait versions of music videos because oh, they yeah, know yeah, people yeah. are consuming them on their phones. It's wild. I've, I I saw that. I notice like sometimes when I go to songs on Spotify, it all of a sudden has like a yeah visualizer. Uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, visualizer yeah. with it. Um, so speaking of music, there was music news. This do you did you ever listen to Pop Smoke? You know, it's funny. I literally listen to his latest mixtape or whatever like a week ago that the first time i two or whatever yeah it was the first time i'd heard of him and i thought the beats were super sick i think his his rapping was decent i, I hear uh, i hear people compare him to 50 cent and i, I hear yeah. that uh but I, to me it was the production was really good and the whole vibe of it was really good and i had known about it for like a week 20 years old man i know so this motherfucker was shot yep uh, so it says um, house breaking. So, but it wasn't. Some, he was targeted. Like so, more well, information. More information came out. Uh, four dudes masked go up the side of the house. Three of them come back around the front, and then one dude just comes walking out the front door with a gun. So it was like it was totally. It appears now a targeted hit. Um, but yeah, twenty years old. No, he has a song called PTSD that was off that Meet the Woo that dropped in like uh, mid twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. and that song. Sounds so much like old 50 Cent to me. That's why I like him, though. Because he gives me that, like, old 50 Cent vibe. And he got, I mean, I noticed that, like, him getting shot, it made, like, waves. A lot of more famous rappers and, and, and producers and stuff like that. Like, dude, this guy had a lot of promise and he was yeah, just starting to get it. 20 years old. It's crazy. That's incredible. It's crazy. R.I.P. Right, right, Pop Smoke. Um, speaking, of, like, you put something on here. I guess we'll just go right into this. Favorite regional rap genre so you You'll watched, have to explain that so if you watched if you watched that hip-hop evolution show we've talked about it a little bit uh no it's on netflix you should watch it it's awesome i think you so, told me that last yeah time. and so like the first season or the first couple i think there's three seasons now the first two seasons were like more focused on like the bigger history of rap yeah the stuff that we've already heard a million times the stuff that we've seen on behind the music the stuff that we've all seen documentaries about and movies made about and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh but then the latest season it's like taking a going a level deeper. So then like each episode will just focus on a handful of regional sounds. So like one episode they're talking about how uh the the south was starting to do weird 
uh, dark stuff and you were then, you know, so they focus on Houston for a little bit with the chopped and screwed stuff. And then they, that dovetailed right into, mm. right into Memphis with the three, six mafia. So, stuff. so when you say regional, you mean a favorite like sound that came from the region, from a certain region. For. Yeah. And then like, okay. then they move into how Atlanta, the trap sound, they were taking what Houston and, 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 and Memphis were doing. Yeah. And then they took it and, and like people like, uh, little John and stuff turned it into instead of like they, like I like I learned from this watching this documentary that they were never little John was like we were never trying to rap you know people like dogged us saying that we weren't good rappers and stuff like that he's like we were just trying to write stuff that people go crazy to at the club yeah it was all just about yelling over it it was about this kind of primal chanting kind of thing it was never about rapping so I know I know that that is Atlanta as well, but I never looked at that as being the Atlanta sound. Sure, so the Atlanta sound to me was no. I kind of dovetailed off there because they do they, they literally focus on crunk for that sound for a minute. Gotcha. But then they focus more on the actual trap stuff. Yeah. So GZTI. Yeah. Those are like yeah. that's when I think Atlanta music, like trap music. That's what I think about is. Uh, and by the way, that's that would be my favorite. Mine is Memphis. Really? Yeah. I just uh, I love. Just, I love the dark, menacing, uh, beats. Yeah. Like, just like that, just hard, slow beats with like scary sounds. And, yeah. uh, and just, and just that raw kind of, it just, all, everything seems super raw and pissed. And I started listening to this playlist on Spotify. It's just, it's just, it just says 90s and O's Memphis rap. And it's got some like, lo-fi shit on there because that was the other thing about memphis was it was all about tape trading too yeah so there's just like old memphis rap that sounds so <laughs> shitty but it's like so scary and i love it i think it's so i, I love the flow just it's a really simplistic kind of hard-hitting flow yep no i definitely i i agree with everything you're saying and i mean for project pat's my boy yeah and for what it's worth uh i actually really love houston rap too me too so i i was never a big like I guess I, I when I was younger, I was a big West Coast rap fan, but like that whole Bay Area and even like all the rappers that came out of uh, like L.A. and Compton and all that, Sans N.W.A. stuff, like because that came out at the right time. I don't know. I never really got into a lot of it. See, that's my. I, ju- I, I just kind of liked it. I think that's like you know that was what I grew up with. You know, it was like the Chronic and you know all the stuff that Dr. Dre was producing and all that 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 really like taking the old Parliament. Funkadelic records yeah. and rapping over them. To me, that's like my bread and butter when it came to falling in love with this music in the first place. But I do get it. I feel like the sound gets a little tired. Like, I think that like half of YG's catalog is good. The other mm. half is just kind of like, yeah, it's, it's a dun, dun, mm, 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 mm. Mm. you know, it's just another one of those. And I don't really get down a whole lot with a lot of the Bay Area sound. Like, I don't really like E40. I really respect him. And I know that that yeah. dude's like, I a major him. influence. I loved him at a period of time, but it's, it's not really my thing, and that sound is not really my my sound personally. But uh, I just like stuff with big, menacing beats. What about G Easy? I don't, I know nothing about G Easy, other than he's got slick hair, right? Yeah, he does. He looks nothing like a rapper, but he is co-signed to the fucking death from uh, Bay Area rappers. That's true. Uh. <laughs> uh did you listen to that Royce the Five Nine record? Yes, that came out Friday. Yeah, I did too. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, 
I was I was I was I was rearranging my basement in my studio area, and it's funny too because of all the shit I talk. It looks a lot more like a man cave now. It's pretty funny. I was trying to make it like a living room kind of studio yeah. look, but it now it just feels like a man cave. Uh, anyway, so if you guys want to talk shit about me, that's fine. I'll do it. The people who toxic masculinity. Yeah, I'm just asserting um, my toxic masculinity. So. I don't even know what I was getting at. Oh, we were talking about that record. Yeah, the record. Uh, So one thing I've always liked about Royce is he's dope. He always throws in a line or two that make you go, oh, fuck, he just does not fuck around. I feel like there's just a lot of it on this album. It's like he's talking a lot of shit. It was twice as long as it needed to be. I'll tell you that much right now. That's a theme with you. You've like 13-minute records. I do. You rather have you rather have too little than too much, in my opinion. You rather I would rather leave somebody wanting more of the good stuff than less of the bad stuff. Mm. That's how I kind of view writing music. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's a it's almost like supply and demand. Yeah. If you create the demand for it, then they'll yeah. have the demand. Like I want somebody if I'm making a record, I want somebody to listen to it, and when it's done, go, oh man, what? Instead of like, oh, when is this going to end? You know, and uh, so this is personal preference. I understand a lot of people like the long stuff. Uh, I do think. It's too long, uh, and there's parts where it feels heavy-handed as far as, like, preachy, which is fine. Mm. It's just not – maybe when I was listening to it, I wasn't really in the mood for that. But there is some hard-as-nail shit on there, though. I'll tell you that. I think episode 45, looking at the board, is going to be a music – a very music-heavy episode. Yeah, I kind of was looking at that, some of those. Yeah. A lot I, of those, I, I actually – I realized you could move them around. I didn't realize you could do that because there was yeah, a couple I grouped together because it kind of made sense as one conversation. Yeah. Anyway, I think that Royce, the 5-9 record, is good. I enjoyed it. I think that there's a lot of good verses on it, a lot of good features. Uh, it's cool that he put a member of Griselda each on there on different songs. Yeah. Uh, and I like some of that kind of like um, stuff that sounds like really militant where he's like getting his kid to like repeat like – uh, positive stuff, not even positive, but just like empowering. <clears throat> so he just did. Uh, he actually just did like an hour long uh, interview with Adam Twenty Two from No Jumper. Um, I don't know if you watch any of that shit. No Jumper. So there's a dude named Adam Twenty Two. He's an online persona. Um, looks heavily. He, I mean, he looks like a hardcore kid. He's like heavily tattooed. A lot of old school tattoos. A lot of traditional shit. Head tattooed. Like all kinds of stuff. White dude. But he loves rap. And so he's like, he has this. Uh, um, YouTube channel as well as he does a podcast and shit called No Jumper, and features a lot of hip hop people. Um, he just had Royce on there for an hour. It was it was a good one. You should check it out. Hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna tell a story real quick because <clears throat> I sometimes I don't realize like how many people I know or have come in contact with, and that are still just like doing shit today, right? Mm-hmm. So I keep hearing about. Chef Rich's Kitchen. Uh, it's like restaurant, right? Okay. It's and it's it's like literally. I'm not kidding. Like I could walk there from my job. So we we got it one time, and I I got a burger, and it had ghost pepper mac and cheese on it, and it was like it was good as fuck. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it sounds awesome, right? So I'm meeting an old friend, uh, my buddy Joe, who actually listens to this podcast regularly. So I'm meeting him for lunch on Friday, and he's like, "Oh, you want to go to Chef Rich's Kitchen?" I'm like, "Sure." I went there once. <clears throat> so I meet him there this time instead of just getting takeout. Um, I walk in. We're, like, looking at the board. And I keep getting drawn to the left side of the board. It's, like, wings. And I feel like there's something telling me, like, dude, get the wings. Like, I don't know why, but I see 12 wings. They don't serve boneless. So I kind of feel like that almost speaks to, like, 
maybe some wing snobness, right? Wing snobbery. Yeah, wing snobbery. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna get twelve and split the split the uh, sauces. I got honey habanero and Asian sensation. Right. Okay. I get up there. I order. It's like a, you know, a mom or a grandma type, but she's got like red hair, half her head shaved, full two sleeves. And then turns the dude that is like cooking all the food turns around. It's fucking Hannibal from the Blitz. Like was. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I went, oh shit. He was like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm like, oh my God. Like, That's holy really shit. Weird. This is wild. So. Um, I'm pretty excited to try this shit at this point because now I realize like, oh, it's kind of, it's cool. It's somebody doing something from like in the circle type thing. Yeah. Weird. Um, I get the wings, the best fucking wings I've ever had. Crazy. Best wings I've ever had. And like, it took a, I will say the only negative, it took a minute to get my wings. It was like, it took a minute. Dude, it was like 25 minutes or something. Uh, and it's because everything is ultra fresh. I think they're like smoked, maybe and fried. I, I don't fucking know. All I know is they came out. And visually, they look like the best wings on the fucking planet. I grab one, I bite it. The habanero was kicking, so I had me had me sweating like instant, instant sweat. And as I'm sitting there waiting on the wings, I'm looking around, and on damn near every wall, there is some type of article that's framed from somewhere saying "best wings, best wings in Ohio, Dang. top five. So it's like, oh shit, I'm late as fuck to the game. All I can think about is wings now. I'm trying to eat wings like at least once a week. <laughs> fucking them up we got to go there you, you know, like wings it's uh not really it's I, I don't got a problem i don't got like a problem with them but like yeah what's your beef with wings man i see what you did there my beef with wings is that like whenever i go to wing night somewhere i always get a burger instead really yeah i just it's just you, not my thing man i mean it, it, it's 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 i got no problem you know with I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do to you what everybody uh with chinese food did to me please just haven't had the right ones I've had good wings. I know what good How do you wings. Know? T- if they were that good, Christ. why didn't you get them again? Dude, I could. I could just because it going. doesn't tickle my fancy. I don't know. Just like White Claw, I guess, huh? Just like White Claw. All right. Well, Jeez. I think they're awesome. Everybody should. Oh go get them. man. Um, another uh, record came out. And speaking of like not wanting more, it's an EP. It's a band called Dealer. Okay. Have you listened to them at all? Mm-mm. Oh my god! Did you ever listen to the band called uh, Alpha Wolf? Mm-mm. It's kind of a stupid name. <laughs> it's a really stupid name. I know. Well, the the lead singer of okay, let me back up. Dealer. Uh, somebody said, "Oh, you should check out Dealer." I they're think straight you'd edge like band. Them. Please tell me they're a straight edge band. <sighs> a straight edge band I, being called Dealer would be pretty. Sweet. I I doubt it. I don't I don't think they are. Um. <clears throat> anyway. So somebody goes, oh, you should check this band out. I think you'll like them. By the way, I'm coming down with something. That's, that's why I sound a little bit uh, more subdued. Nasally? Subdued. Oh. So I throw them on, and they are – dude, they're heavy as fuck. Like I should look up what tuning they're in. I feel like I feel like they're in G. Like they, they have to be lower than A, right? Um, and it is the perfect blend. It sounds like – it sounds like a new metal band cosplaying Knocked Loose. Nice. That's what it sounds like. Like nice. West Borland decided to cosplay Knocked Loose. Oh, boy. Um, and the only thing that drove that drove me nuts about it is they actually have one song where they do that arf, arf. And I was like, look, man, in that genre, Knocked Loose. You can only one person. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, that's the joke. Yes. So that kind of turned me off on them, right? Uh, well, they just put out a five or six song ep and it's 
it's like 13 minutes long. So mm. you'll be able to digest it on the way home. Uh, dude, it's so fucking heavy. I love it. The, the vocals are so pissed off and angry. That's what I love about it. It almost reminds me of, uh, hmm. At times, it reminds me of the vocalist uh, from Scarlet. And Scarlet, why I always liked that band, was the vocals sounded so just raw and pissed off. Yeah. I don't know how they capture that vocal sound. I'm sure it's like some gain and yada yada, but I don't know how they capture it, but it's so pissed off. Anyway, Alpha Wolf was his old band, equally as pissed off. And it's actually, it's comical how much the two bands sound the same. Hmm. Like, you could probably take all the records and, and put them on one playlist, and I would be able to pick out, like, what's what. You know, because they do all the same like weird like I don't even know what to call it weird like new metal corn noises like in the middle of breakdowns like heavy ass yeah <laughs> yeah just weird shit right in the middle of it. So listen to it on the way home. Let me know what you think. Yeah, well, well, not on the way home because I drove a vehicle that doesn't have a stereo. In it. I thought you put it in your hood. <laughs> you don't, uh, you're not still listen, you're not no, setting no, it in your hood. No, no, that's my podcast listening. Um, I can't God. listen to music that way. Why? Because it sounds like... <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it's coming out of a phone speaker. Because um, it is. I was listening to a podcast on the way here with it in my hood, though. Bill Burr? Stup- yeah, yeah, actually. That's about the only podcast you listen to, isn't it? No, man. I listen to You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. I listen to one-off episodes of other things. But the only one, two I listen to regularly are Bill Burr's and Pete Holmes. Nice. All right. Um... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you missed, uh, you missed, uh, Family Values Night. It mm-hmm. was a, it was a blast. Was it? It was, uh, funny because all of us older millennials, you know, the ones who like actually grew up with the music. Yeah. We all fucking showed up. It's like us, like Sierra and I, Jordan and Meg. I know Kyle showed Kyle, up. Kyle, that Dustin, Dustin dude. Yep. Uh, and, and his wife, it was like, it, like everybody our age who actually were the ones who grew up with this, unlike the, our friends, the DJs who were born when this was happening. Uh, we all showed up at the fucking same time, 15 minutes after doors opened, Shut like a bunch fuck of fucking dorks. And I was talking to Knox later in the night and I was like, dude, this is, I'm having a blast. This is, Cause it, well, it's just, just a night at the bar listening with hanging with friends, listening to music that you love. You know what I mean? Yeah. All three TVs behind the, the bar at Big Room, they had different, uh, new metal, uh, music video playlists. No music, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and I, I was talking to Knox about it and I was like, dude, this is so funny. He's like, well, we're probably going to start doing that once a month. And he goes, and he goes, uh, probably going to start it an hour earlier too for all you old people. Uh. So what what time was it from what to what? It was like nine till whenever. So we all showed up like nine fifteen, and I mean Sierra and I were home by eleven because we had to let her mom go because she was babysitting for us. Uh, it's just funny. It's just funny. It's just funny because you know as much as I like to say I'm a lifer, I'm I'm in this. You know I'm not gonna succumb to the ways of typical old guys with this mm-hmm. sort of thing. And here I am. You got the life. Got the life. That was a bad joke. Oh uh, no, my friend, my friend Israel. He texted. I texted him about it, telling him about this. I was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be cool. It's like it's like a new metal's answer to emo night." And he started just sending me. I gotta find it because it's because he said that sounds amazing. And then he goes, "You gonna dance like a freak on a leash?" <laughs> and I just laughed. And uh, he goes, "Or or break stuff instead." And then he goes, "Or maybe you can rock the party." The POD song. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm done. 
My response was, so you're saying that was your last resort? <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, anyway, it was fun. You know something that that never bothered me when I was, like, super into new metal was it seemed like almost every band, well, no, not really, but a lot of the bands had, like, a misspelling. Like, you know, Korn's got the K, Limp Bizkit's got the Z, like, you know, there's all that going on. <laughs> that never bothered me. Does that bother you now? The fact that um, does a band's name, like, change your perception of the band? Uh, it does. Um, this that was a good way of approaching the thing I put on the board. By the way, I liked how you came at that. Uh, it does and it doesn't. Now I can it, I can easily. I feel like I'm pretty good at guessing what a band sounds like based on their name. Yeah, like that hardcore band Misery. I don't know if you've heard that band, but it's with a Z. It's M I Z E R Y. If I see a young hardcore band called Misery with a Z in it, I guarantee they sound like like fucking like tough guy street shit like Furia Five, you know, like that that New York yeah. white guy dreads stuff. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't always that that the misspellings doesn't really bother me. It's stupid, uh, but it doesn't really bother me. Uh, but that I I will say that. A band's, I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but it's a big first impression to me. A book's, a book cover is a first impression. Yeah. There's a reason why that people spend big money to design good book covers. It's the reason why Fabio was on all those romance yeah. and, novels. And so like, if your band has got a stupid ass name, you know, fuck you if I don't listen to your music. It's rough. That's super rough. But like, like there's some metalcore band or something like that that's making a bunch of waves right now called See You Space Cowboy as one word. Bro, that was, I mean, they've been around for like 20 years. Okay, I don't know anything about that band. And that's why, one reason why is I would never go out of my way to listen to a band called that. Well, but but here's the thing. That's like, that's either a book or a quote from a movie. Just like 95% of other bands out there. I'm not saying that's not the case. I know, but but uh, this is an interesting topic, right? So, so like, for instance, so I learned job about. Job for a cowboy. Huh? What about job for a cowboy? Stupid name. Stupid name. Across five Aprils. Okay, that one's, yeah, that another, one. Another book. But it fits, to me, that fits their sound. To me, that, like, if I hear a band is called Across Five Rolls, even if I don't know anything about literature, to me, that is a metalcore band with mosh parts and singing choruses. I'm sorry, that, like, it fits. It doesn't bother me that much if it fits. No, okay, but, but it's your interpretation whether it fits or not, right? I, I am aware that this is all subjective. Yep. I, uh, you know, but I, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that there are certain bands that I just wouldn't, like, I just learned of this band. They toured with Lopan in, in Europe and they're a British band and they're called, and, and it's like, they kind they sound kind of like Torch. Actually, it's funny too, because there's another band that sounds kind of like Torch and both bands I think are really awesome and I never would have listened to them because of their name. One's called Elephant Tree. I'm sorry, this is a stupid name. It's a stupid fucking name. Uh, to me, uh, to, if your band's called Elephant Tree, you probably sound like, I don't know, The Grateful Dead or Fish. To me, that's the Rings jam band to me. Uh, or, 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 or like Prague. I don't know. Anyway, and they're awesome. And it sounds like it's, it's just like heavy stuff with hooks. And then there's another band from France called that I've actually fallen in love with and it's kind of like this typo negative meets torch meets Paul Bear kind of thing. Like just sad, heavy single note stuff with layered vocals 
vocal harmonies. They're called Hangman's Chair. I think this is just a stupid name. I would never listen to that band. If somebody, if I just read the name, I would never listen to it. Somebody actually said, hey, you got to check this band out. And I checked it out. I'm it, just saying that there's bands that it's not that they're bad. And it's not that I can't get over the fact that their name is bad. But I just wouldn't even give them the light of day in the first place. Yeah. It's judgy. I am aware how judgy it is. It's stupid. I think it also depends if you see the logo and it's stylized a certain way. Well, that too. Because for sure. Maranatha is just a church, bro. I don't want to listen to worship music. Man, that shit's got us in trouble a bit in that regard. It doesn't help that like Maranatha was fairly Christian <laughs> when I started it. But uh uh was it though? Very very much I, so. I thought it was like it was almost Talking shit, almost like an, I don't say an anti-Christian from no, a Christian's perspective. No, uh, you know, I'll, I'll put it this way. The, it was still very, the first EP specifically was very much Christian, but I was, it was, it was angry with Christians <clears throat> and the church. Yeah. So, so it was like, there was like the last track on that is like, uh, like I say Jesus in it, you know, like, like I, 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 it's, it's real deal Christian stuff. I was just really mad at the church. And then the second one, spiritless and the, and the, and the, uh, split that came in between those, mm. uh, that's when you, if you, if you listen to Maranatha's music from the beginning and follow the arc of it, it is like mad at the church, mad at God mad at self or something like that and not and and you know like you kind of see me slowly breaking up with the whole concept it's fascinating and i tried to change our name like a year ago and i got talked out of it by the rest of my band so. you're not good at uh being part of projects which change their name <laughs> apparently yeah i guess because we're still riding on heck yeah. and cool dads well uh, that's the thing is like the my band's whole uh rationale was like hey we actually like have a little equity now and like people are starting to like recognize who we are and stuff like that so why the fuck would we change that now that makes sense i mean i like the name uh are you familiar with the anime cowboy bebop mm -hmm. see space cowboy apparently was the phrase shown on many of the end cards of that i see so that's again weird. right there it's like all right <clears throat> you're in a fucking anime based metalcore band <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love nerdy shit. I listen to Nile. I love nerdy shit. Never got into Nile. But uh, I, so you're saying you're in denial. I, I, I saw that coming. I heard it. I heard it. Yeah. You said denial and I was like, yeah. Uh, but uh, is there like, is there a maker, this leads me into a bigger conversation. Is there like a make or break thing about a band that you it doesn't matter how good everything else is. You can't get over it. Yeah. It, which is, so I have two things. That, I have, I can guess one of them at least. Um, usually it doesn't bother me about lyrics. Lyrics can be cheesy, okay. right? I'm fine with that. But when they are extreme overboard, cheesy and almost parody or joke, I do struggle with that. So there's that like a uh, extremely like death core kind of project called bro job. Are you familiar? No. Okay. Well, the lyrics, as you can imagine, are in line with the seriousness of the band name, Bro Job. It's fucking heavy. And uh, there's another band called, I think it's called Left to Suffer. Is it called? I'll have to look it up. Uh, Left to Suffer. Well, they have a song featuring the vocalist of Bro Job. 
And I'm just like, holy fuck. Like, it's it's some of the heaviest, like, deathcore that I've heard in a long time. But when I hear that bro job shit by itself, the lyrics are so fucking cheesy and shit. I just, I can't get over it. Other than that, it's usually like, man, it's usually vocals that kill bands for me. Hmm. Like, and I'll give you an example. That wasn't my guess. Ymir. Uh, why were you going to say bad recordings? I was going to say production. Oh, I absolutely. feel like you hold production to a pretty high absolutely. standard. Absolutely. It actually, it is a, it's a turnoff. Um, with older music, I can't even go back and listen to some older music because I don't like the way it sounds. I like uh, crisp, you know, pristine kind of polished shit. Now live, I'm fine with like just super fucking heavy and thick. Like I like that. I don't need that super pristine shit live. You know, I, the hearing the fret noise when you slide your hand and shit like that. I think that's I love that. I actually like leaving shit like that in records. Um, that's why I always really appreciate it every time I die. Because a lot of their imperfections made the song perfect. Yeah. yeah. For me, uh, 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 it's funny because Sierra and I have talked about this at length because she, for her, it's vocals. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you kind of said something. But, uh, you know, for her, it's 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 just uh, if she doesn't like the vocals and something, it doesn't matter how good anything is. And, and I think for me, a big part of it is like growing up with like old school email where nobody could sing. Yeah. And but uh, that was the part and uh, doom because doom metal, you either have to deal with bad singing or screaming or like crooning vocals Mm -hmm. and like old school metal vocals. And see, it's to me, it's just like the riff always kind of overshadows that. I get it. Uh, Another thing that uh, Sierra has a hard time with is associations like. Oh man, I don't want to listen to that band. The the type of person that listens to that band is blank. Oh, you know, like scene associations. And my opinion of that <laughs> is, I get it, but get over it. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's not a lot, uh, honestly. A, a one thing that that a, a bad drummer, I have a hard time with. If a if a band, I feel like if a band's, if a member, it's not even necessarily a drummer, but if a member of the band seems to not be at the level of everybody else in the band. To me, it sticks out like a sore thumb. That's me in the band. I am the band member that's not. No, I disagree the, with that. But you, uh, no, I'm not. Okay, let's break it down real quick. I'm obviously not better than Mark. Mark is a phenomenal, like phenomenal. What drummer. I'm, I'm not. I'm, but I, but you're a competent <laughs> player. I'm saying if somebody in the band is not a competent player, can you just let me self loathe? So for an no, I'm not going <laughs> to just sit there and let you self loathe. Uh, for instance, you know the band Pelican, I've always thought was good. Stupid and, name. Stupid name. Uh, a band I always thought was good and and obviously ha- has a very um, strong, influential presence in an entire genre of music. To me, that band was always dragged down and had, I've, at points I found it very hard to listen to because their drummer was so bad. Um, they also have a strong presence in the uh, case world. Um, Pelican cases are among oh. the finest flight cases. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I know, I'm just talking shit. Let's see what else is on this goddamn board. <clears throat> How about some of the worst band names you've ever heard? And, uh, and you can't use CU Space Cowboy because you already did. Oh, man. Worst band names. I put this on there. Mm-hmm. Like I had something ready to go. <laughs> and I probably did. Uh well, Jordan Holland introduced me to a band the other night called Goblin Smoker. One yeah, word. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. When I hear that, 
I know exactly what that band sounds like. It was the most outrageous stoner riffs I've ever yeah, heard. Exactly. Uh, that being said, there is a band, a metal band called Goblin Cock. It's a pretty bad band. Pretty bad band name. What was uh? Do you remember Crotch Duster? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, well, there's always the AXCX anal cunt. Yeah. Pretty bad band name. Um, I'm trying to find this band. They keep coming up on playlists. Here's a band name I always thought was horrible until I met the guys, until I got really into their music and realized that, man, it made so much sense, was Weekend Nachos. Obviously, it's such a stupid name, and it's a joke name. Yeah. But, man, I can't, I couldn't think of another a better name for that band. The guys in that band and their stage presence and the whole vibe. I love it. Can I just say that I've never listened to them? Dude. And it's it's actually a hundred percent because of their name. I, I just this, this is exactly this is why I put this on. This is the conversation. Like, like so that is a band that you that you saw their name and you're like that's a stupid name and I'm not going to listen to them because of it. Yep. And you're missing out on like really goddamn pissed off heavy hardcore and like fast uh, almost grindcore stuff. It's good. It's good. All right. All right. It's hard as nails. I'll have to check it out. I'll actually make, oh boy. I'll make an effort. Um, <clears throat> I, this listen to their album Worthless. All right, noted. That is the first album I listen to. But you have to listen to that Dealer album, Saint. <clears throat> okay. So, I mean, this goes in line with something else I wanted to talk about. Anyway, so we're just gonna like move on from music for a second. So, just in general, judging a book by its cover, right? So, I'll give you an example of where I am a thousand percent guilty of this. I did it. Very like very recently, and I put it on here specifically because I was like, I need to like own up to this bullshit, right? Here we go. So I park at Kroger. I see a guy um, loading some groceries into this really nice Lincoln. Right? Oh, okay. I was like, what? What did he put on that thing? Then he was like, you, you want me to? Re- <laughs> I got it. You're like, I I I under un- underestimated it or something. No, I really jumped to conclusions oh, yeah. on shopping cart guy. Shopping cart guy. Yeah. So I see this guy. Uh, he's loading groceries from his cart into a Lincoln, like a really nice Lincoln, right? And I look over and I'm like, oh, it's a fucking nice car. I park out kind of further than him. Uh, about the time I'm getting out of my car, walking towards the entrance, he is walking uh, to kind of like put his cart back, right? And there's like a miscellaneous cart that's just kind of out in the open. And he starts shoving his cart into that cart. Now, there are fewer things that, for whatever reason, piss me off as much as people that don't put the cart back. I'm not sure why it gets me so hot. I sometimes don't leave, don't put the cart back. Dude, <laughs> you can judge a person's character by where they leave the cart. There is a fucking cart corral like every 10 lanes. Oh, boy. You just leave it? Every once in a while. Bro, I have never left it. Okay. I have also uh, pulled over and yelled at ladies like... I specifically remember one where she like propped up the front wheels and like put it into the dirt area and left it. And I was like, oh, yo, uh, bitch, uh, can you put the fucking cart back? Like, I've totally done that. (laughs) Oh, you fucking asshole. (laughs) You are an asshole. Oh, man. Anyway, I'm not getting, I'm not the one getting paid to move those. I'm being a dick. You're just being a dick. You are a dick for that one. I'm just, anyway, so he's shoving the cart into the other cart and I'm like grumbling to myself. This fucking dickhead Lincoln ass motherfucker. Like this fucking asshole. (laughs) This motherfucker is just going to leave the cart there. No, he pushes it into a second one and takes all three of them back to the corral. And then I'm walking, right? So I see it happening. And then 
in inside, I'm, I'm like internally conflicted because I said, man, I fucking really jumped to conclusions on that guy. I fucking turned, walked back and said, excuse me, sir. I just want to say thank you for putting those cards there. I feel like that is a thankless thing. It pisses me off when people don't leave them uh, or people don't put them back. So like you're just doing that, right? I just want to say thank you because it's a thankless thing. And he said, yeah, I'm not a fucking asshole. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you sure aren't. But dude, that just shows I oh, man. I was convinced based on his Lincoln car and the fact that I saw him pushing one into another, I was convinced he was a dickhead. And no, it turns out like he just does that. He just regularly grabs a couple and puts them back because he hates it too. And I was like, I had to I had to just stop myself and and literally walk back like two parking spots to get back to him just to tell him thank you maybe you should start a podcast with this guy what is that noise i don't know <laughs> it sounds like a weird corn riff got some flange on that bad boy um yeah no it actually got me thinking i i feel like i should in general acknowledge good deeds as much as i acknowledge bad deeds because i'm the first motherfucker to call somebody out on some bullshit <laughs> Uh, but I'm not the first person to acknowledge they did a good job. So I actually spent part of Friday. We have this uh, thing at work where you can like acknowledge coworkers for various things. And I very rarely go in there and do that. I spent about 20 minutes acknowledging like 10 or 15 people because I feel like Look at you. on a regular basis, these people kill it. They're my go-to people for various things and like – now that we have this system, not that we didn't always have a system, but we have a, a new, they did a new version of it. I'm like, I'm going to go in here and fucking just thank people for things. So, Colin, you should do the same shit. You should thank your people. You're a leader. I thank my people all the time. By what? Saying thank you? What do they have to show for? Where are their awards? Where are their things that they can hang up on their desks? Is that what you're doing? Give them little plaques? I mean, it, they send them something. Oh. So. No, I, I recognize my my employees by what a mass email oh my god dude i'm gonna get to the bottom of this Colin. <laughs> i'm gonna get to the bottom of this <laughs> um you said you revisited some old shit you wrote oh yeah dude we are pretty music centric tonight it's yeah weird uh no you know so the other day uh about a week ago actually last weekend i I I was looking for a certain video, um, and I knew I had it on my Vimeo account. Wow! Um, and uh, and it was it was a video that I shot of my of my boys when they were little, and uh, I knew it was there. And I was digging around, and I was like, "Oh shoot, I forgot there." And there was these two live King's Blood videos, and like songs I hadn't heard in forever. Mm-hmm. And I was just like listening to it, and I was like. Wow, because this was the stuff that I was writing most of it. Yeah, and uh, I was playing drums. Yeah, I was gonna say you were playing drums. I was playing were, drums, but, but you were writing guitar. Yeah, I was writing most of this. There, the, the the full length that we did with Sean Vandegrift, I think I, uh, I it was me and McFly, but I probably wrote sixty to seventy five percent of it. Anyway, uh, um, I was listening to it. and I was like, yeah, this is just like Maranatha, just pitched up. Like, like it was very interesting. So then I was like, but then I started thinking about like, I want to revisit that record. Not, not for nostalgia's sake, but like, I just really want to like try to get myself into the headspace of where I was when I was writing that stuff. Cause I just remember that was a time where I was so creatively, um, 
Wow, we are, we are in somebody's fucking mushroom trip right now. <laughs> uh, it, it, that was a time where I was just so, I had just quit Symphony, like Symphony Apparel was over and I was just passionate about wanting to just write some fucking heavy music and I wanted to write like some Hunter Demons style hardcore. Mm. And, and, uh, you know, stuff that I'm still kind of wanting to do right now. And so I was just kind of wanting to revisit that stuff and kind of get back in that mental headspace and just kind of think about where I was when I was writing these riffs and the feeling I had and stuff like that. And, uh, I can't fucking find that full length anywhere. I saw you, uh, you were posting. I literally posted to see if anybody has it. Yeah. McFly thinks he has it on his hard drive, but he was just moving. So he's, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, Slink said, uh, he thinks he's got it on a CD somewhere. I thought about reaching out to Josh at Daily Grind to see if maybe Bobby left a hard drive with it on there or something like that. Mm. Uh, you know, but because um, I, I have a CD of it somewhere. I'm actually going to my mom's house. Oh, we Yeah, we need to talk about that. I'm going to be out of town next weekend. Uh, I'm going to my house, my mom's house next weekend, and I think she has a copy of it. I think I gave her a copy of it. So if that's the case, I'm going to to rip it. Um, but uh, how do you rip a CD now when CDs – when, when – Oh no, CD drives still exist. It's just Apple that thinks they don't need to exist. That was what I was about to say. How do you rip CDs now if you have a Mac? <laughs> right. Uh, you no. buy a dongle and you plug in. Yeah, something. I know. I had a CD drive in my old job. Anyway, uh, I didn't find the full length, but I did find uh, my old iMac from like '03, and I got on there and I found the first two demos that we did. The one with Jason Conley. <laughs> Uh, on vocals and then the one that we did with JDR vocals and I listened to that one with JDR the four songs and I was like this is what made me put that on there mm-hmm. I was like listen to it and I was like it's the first time maybe in my life that I listened to something I wrote like over 10 years ago that I was like wow we actually like wrote like a really good like terror 100 demon style four hardcore songs like this shit is hard yeah and jdr talked us into a rap core part that i totally forgot about and like there's like straight up rapping in a breakdown at the end of the one of this i oh, dude i'm all about it oh shit i'm gonna i think i'm gonna put it on youtube or something like that and uh just for fun just because like i was listening to it i listened to it a couple times because uh, uh uh jack and jordan came over the other night and i played it for them and i was just like this shit is hard like it makes me want to fucking fight it's cool. Yeah, I felt I, good. I'm just saying, like, it's the first time in my life where, I, like, I've listened. To, if I listen to old Symphony Peril stuff, it's like, yeah, there's some good stuff here and there. But for the most part, I'm embarrassed by it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't dislike the time we spent writing and stuff like that. But it's just, you like, know, it's crazy. Like we could have done so much better. That's how I feel about Capital Tragedy. Oh shit! Last night, uh, Jordan was actually at our house again last night, and we were drunk, and we were just fucking. Watching music videos and stuff like that, and uh, we were talking about nostalgic stuff. And he put on the Capital Tragedy video, the and we were just laughter. I don't know. You're like doing this shit with your uh, guitar. You're jumping off the drum kit. It's cold hard flyers. Yeah, that was what yeah. it was. Oh man, I forgot about that. It was like one in the morning last night. We were yeah. fucking hammered. Did you see how big my pants were? Yeah, dude. <laughs> big ass hoodie up. Yeah. Big sideburns. That's right. Oh dude. man, dude. We oh, are dying. We are dying. Speaking, speaking of which, did you see the video or the uh, picture that Candy posted? Who? Candy. I don't know who Candy. Oh is. God. Um. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if you don't know who she is. But uh, so then you wouldn't have seen it. But she posted some picture. It was like a throwback <laughs> fucking Thursday put uh, post or something. It was when we played the Columbus Warp Tour stop. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> and, like, whoever told me it was okay to have these sideburns, dude, somebody should have stopped me. <laughs> somebody should have stopped me. Let me find this picture oh, real man. quick. It was, um, it was funny. When I was in high school, I think I said this, maybe I said this a couple weeks ago, but uh, when I was in high school, we weren't allowed to have facial hair in my Baptist school. No but shit. You, you were allowed to have, if you were a guy, you were allowed to have uh, sideburns. So, like, everybody pushed the limits and would have, like, big-ass mutton chops and shit yeah. like that. Except and you, because they wouldn't. Except for me! <laughs> all my friends had amazing sideburns, because that's all we were allowed to grow on our face, and I couldn't do shit, and I still can't. There you go. Look at them things. Look at them things. They're like, uh... I think well, that needs to pop up on the YouTube. They're like little carpets on the side of my face. I think and it needs... On the YouTube, right here. I'm going to be holding it, okay? You're going to be gonna, holding you're it? You're going to pop it Hold up right here. Hold your hand up. All right. Oh, okay. I'll do it right there. <laughs> uh, no, these things are these are bad. Uh, it's funny, dude. I fucking love thinking back on that stuff. Because that was the other thing. I was like, I found these in the cut demos. Mm. And uh, when I was listening to them the other day, and like the second one, the one I was talking about that I liked, it said 2007 demo. I was like, holy shit. 13 years ago. That predates all of my children. It uh, predates my marriage. Well, no, this year will be 13. You know, so it's like right when we got married. You know, it's just so weird. I was like a child when I wrote that stuff. I was a child. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my mom's house, I still have like uh, posters hanging up from like uh, gigs I played. And they were like from, you know, 2000. 2001. Yeah, dude. Like, if you go into her, like, computer room now, it's my old bedroom. Um, there's still shit hanging out, dude. It's wild. Yeah, somewhere my mom has... Uh, no, not somewhere. I know exactly where it is at her house. But, because I ripped this one a couple of years ago, but she has my first super shitty emo band from when I was in... Our full length that we put out mm. when I was in high school. Forgotten Liberty. See, there's a band name I would have never uh, listened to you guys. <laughs> no, never. Well, that was the thing. Our stupid ass drummer was like 13 years old, 14 years old, or something like that. He's a freshman in high school, and uh, he just thought it was a cool punk rock sounding name. But we were in a punk band. Mm. We wanted to do emo, and now it sounds like it's like some fucking libertarian conservative bullshit. Uh, but yeah, it was like, but it was like emo. Like our full length album title was called "Holding Hands, Boyfriend Girlfriend Style." Get the fuck out of here! Because that's what. Uh, in when I was in youth group in high school, uh -huh. we would have like prayer circles. You know, you're, you're holding hands praying, or you're holding hands boyfriend girlfriend style, where you got the interlaced fingers. Yeah, and uh, I remember a youth pastor saying that, and then like two years later, we started this band, and then we put out a record, and we were like, dude, let's call it. That's like so. That is like the definition of like high school emo bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell if that. I don't think that's live music. No, I think it's probably this guy right here. He's got probably. a whole. He's got like a studio monitors and shit. I saw him with the door yeah. open. He uh, works out of there. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a consultant. He's like a web developer, Angular. I mean, React. why not? Yeah, it's wild shit. Take a break, play some music. Um, no, I ran into him the other day, and he's like, "Oh yeah, uh, try to get your drummer to play for my band." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you can have him." Um. Did you so in high school? Like I hear a lot about your high school and stuff like that, um, and like what you couldn't do. But like, did you ever get in trouble? Did you ever like get suspended? Mm -mm. 
No? You uh, have, have you been suspended, period, in all 12 or 13 years of school? No. It never went. I never got a detention. Never even got a detention. So I was a fucking saint, dude. I, it, and then it was nothing. It was not. A, I'm not saying it in any sort of pretentious way by any means. Mm-hmm. Like, because I was not a good kid. Yeah. You know, like, I did heinous things. Uh, give, just on my own. Give time. me one example of a heinous thing. I'm just kidding. I didn't do heinous. That's things. what I thought. Um, but uh, no, I, it's it. It was one of those things where I was afraid of getting in trouble. I, you know, like I didn't have a reason to rebel. Is what it came down to. Uh, I'm not saying that all kids who are are crazy are rebelling because they have something they're rebelling against. You know, a lot of people just a lot of kids just like to do stupid shit. Uh, but for me, it was twofold. It was one. <laughs> Earlier on, I mean, we we got rid of him when I was 16, but uh, early on, it was like fear of my stepdad because mm. I had a bad, I had a bad. If we got rid of him, like we killed him. Yeah, I was like, what did you get rid of? Um, but uh, uh, <laughs> you can bleep that out. Uh, I don't want to go to jail for that. Uh, for wishing something. But uh, uh, we. So earlier on, it was I was afraid of getting in trouble because yeah. my home life was already like really bad and really scary, and uh, so I just didn't want more of that. You know what I mean? So it was like I'm just going to be good at school. The other part of it was uh, my stepdad was in and out of jail, so I was like the dad of the house. I was the I I, just, I was babysitting for eight ten hours at a time when I was nine years old. You know, like oh, of of my siblings my step siblings because even if he was in jail he still had his custody weekend so my mom was responsible for his other kids anyway so it was a bad situation so for me it was like i always had to keep it together because Mm -hmm. i was like the one my mom counted on you know what i mean so like my brother was really bad like my brother got arrested my brother got in a bunch of trouble my brother rebelled like crazy um and uh but for me it was always the there was it was an unspoken standard. It wasn't like my mom sat down and said, like, I'm counting on you. Yeah. But I knew she was. And, uh, I am a really loyal person and I take integrity really seriously. So like, for me, it was like, if I'm going to be the support for my mom, that's what I'm going to be. So it, it, so there was twofold. It was afraid of getting in trouble and it was just trying to be responsible. Yeah. Uh, from an early age. Um, that being said, we didn't do stupid. We didn't not do stupid shit. It was just always, harmless shit so like you know we used to we used to vandalize uh people like take like tp and stuff like that like vandalize yeah. people's houses and clean up bullways we did that a lot and our our parents would give us money for supplies for that shit because they were like that's harmless like who yeah. gives a shit and uh so you, the closest I, I got to in trouble with the cops was getting pulled over after curfew in a suburban neighborhood with a backpack full of toilet paper Mm. I think I heard that story. So very lame. <clears throat> um, did you always go to Christian school? Yeah, uh, except for fifth and sixth grade. So, do you think that people put kids in school specifically because they think that there's less likelihood that they'll get in trouble? Yes, people do put kids in private schools or religious schools because they think it'll whip whip them into shape. That's and I happened. have, and I have, and maybe that's the case with Catholic schools. I know that people have always have really bad Catholic school stories, and that might be the case. In my case, it was my school didn't whip me into shape, but it was like 
uh, a very it was a it was like I was mentally whipped into shape. You know, it was like it, like, <laughs> like we didn't yeah. have we didn't have we didn't have to wear uniforms. Oh, you know, well, like, I did. I, I could still dress how I wanted to within reason. Yep. No and shiny pants. No shiny pants. You know, uh, you know, no. I couldn't have like spiked bracelets and sh- like I couldn't wear stuff like that. And yeah. baggy pants had to be like within reason, and uh, and stuff like that. And band shirts and stuff had to be approved. But, so that's that's why my mom sent me to Catholic school. She wanted me to like. <clears throat> I think she felt that the middle, the public middle school is why my brothers went wild and, like, got into all kinds of fucking trouble. So her answer to that was, "Uh uh-uh, not my baby. But, like, I feel like all it does is prolong the YOLO because... That's the thing. That's... uh, But that's the thing. To me, it has much less to do with the school and more or less... Or much more to do with the way the parent is approaching it. Yeah. Because I went... Like I said, I went to, to Christian schools my whole... Uh, except for fifth and sixth grade, you know, and my elementary school and junior high was a more the that type of Christianity um, without sp- splitting too many hairs was a little bit more um, cool. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the high school I went to was a Baptist high school. It was very strict, very specific. And, uh, you know, it was never it. it it was it was never the it was never the environment it was always just the what we were learning and it was always about like and i went to school we took our faith very seriously you know what i mean right and so uh for me it was it was my mom sent us there and i found out that actually i actually found out a couple months ago it had a lot to do with my opinion at the time I didn't know that. I was like, mm. I don't want to go to Christian High, which is the one of the biggest schools in Grand Rapids because th- that's the other thing. In Grand Rapids, the Christian school system is almost bigger than the public school system because it's a very Christian city. Mm. And uh, I was like, I, don't, I, I guess I told my mom I didn't want to go to Christian High because they didn't take the word of God seriously. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's heavy. So it, I guess it was my fault that we all went to baptist school after that because my mom said it was easier to send everybody there but um so i'll give you a couple like uh, i could keep going i'll give you a couple quick things so sixth grade all right i did not want to go to catholic school at all i wanted to go to public i wanted to not wear uniforms uh so starting me in sixth grade first of all this was a kindergarten through eighth school and most of the people i was in sixth grade with had been in class together for years on years on years, right? Um, I got in a fight my, like, third day of school. It's, I mean, like, I just did not want to go. I proceeded to not do a single... In a Christian school, that's not what's supposed to happen on the third day. You're I mean, supposed I to raise from the dead. Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> exactly! Uh, no, so... Yeah, so I get in a fight. I derailed you there. Sorry, you, you got you in a fight on the third day. Yeah, you did derail me, but it's it's not a big deal. I I I did not do a single assignment like the whole fucking year. Nothing. I was just like I was an asshole. I rebelled like crazy. Uh, every piece of homework I got, I just skipped. I did nothing. I should have failed. Right? She passed me. 
I heard it was because it was her last year and she was She didn't give a fuck. She didn't give a fuck. She was she was retired. You just spilled white claw all over my knee. Sorry. Bro. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what did you even do to make that happen? I almost spilled it and then grabbed it. I'm sorry. You're fine. Sit your ass down. Um Keep talking. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she just she passed everybody. And then so me if you're watching on TV, Colin is uh, unrolling a nice roll of TP. Yeah, wipe me down. Uh, anyway, Dude, don't don't actually wipe me down. <laughs> um, we're gonna. Ha- I'm just gonna have to like cut this whole. Part no, out. man, this- it's funny. I know. I'm just kidding. I don't cut anything out. Uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? Well, I was attempting to tell you how I didn't do a single assignment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she passed me. She passed you uh, and she passed everybody else because she didn't get Passed fuck. everybody. So in my mind, I was like, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, Catholic school is tight. Apparently when you're paying for school, you can do whatever the fuck you want. That, that That's a little bit the truth. Okay, so I did it again in seventh grade. Didn't do shit. Guess who failed seventh grade? Uh, Fucking straight up failed seventh grade. I'll be, I'll, 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 but I mean... I'm I'm heard a lot of stories of like, oh man, such and such did this thing. Normally, you would get expelled because that was the thing. That was the crazy thing about my school was like, if like it wasn't just like because you said you ever get suspended. It's like no, I didn't. But like, you would get expelled if they found out you were smoking cigarettes at home. Expelled. Do not pass go. Go straight to public school. I got a friend that was kicked out of school for falling asleep in church. So that's what I'm saying. That's the kind of the, the kind of crazy shit. Senior year, and uh, but I I did hear plenty of stories, and I can't confirm any of them, but I did hear plenty of stories of like, oh yeah, such and such was caught effing such and such, but you know she didn't get any anything happen because her dad is one of the biggest. Donors, donors to the school. You know, I've I definitely heard a lot because there's a lot of fucking super rich kids in my school so like uh yeah i I didn't i don't think i really had rich kids um a couple i had a couple rich kids right um i think most of our money came from you know just like any other catholic school bingo (laughs) dude what is it fries yeah what the (laughs) fuck is it with like catholic schools and churches hosting the most gambling Ever. Catholics have their theology is. Oh, wait. We act, I think we yeah, talked about Catholics this. have a different take on gambling and drinking than evangelicals do. Yeah. You turn that motherfucking water into wine and turn up. Turn it up. That's actually one of my favorite jokes from um, uh, Family Guy. He takes a little drink oh, and yeah. he goes, oh, God, that guy must have been wasted 24 7. He's like, here's the blood of Christ. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's one of the best jokes. It's funny. Uh, cause moving into progressive Christianity, into like cool Christianity, not it's, uh, stuffy Christianity. Christ- Christians who listen to periphery. <laughs> exactly. Prague Christianity. Yeah. Uh, no, but like cool. more liberal Christianity and more thought like that. It's, it is funny. One big, a, a classic kind of talking point is like, is it a mistake that, uh, like when people, especially when people like talk about like how it's okay to be a Christian and drink? Like, yep. It's not a mistake that the first miracle that Jesus uh, performed in all the Gospels was 
partying at a wedding and they ran out of alcohol and he wanted to keep the party going. Yeah. Because that's literally the story. The wedding runs out of alcohol and he goes, don't worry about it. See that water. You're all getting drunk now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, uh, it is, it's just something that like, you hear a lot of the more kind of progressive Christian teachers like talk about. It's like, oh yeah, it's no mistake that his first, his first uh, miracle had to do with partying. Yeah. But that's tight. It's just uh, a justification uh, for sin. Going back to, uh, <laughs> wait, don't, don't I'm try, kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. Don't try to say alcohol is a sin. We're I'm over kidding. Here. We're I'm sinning. kidding. If I'm sinning, I'm winning. Um, <laughs> Is that a real saying? No, that was on the fly. If I'm sinning, I'm winning. Oh, man. It should be, though. That should be our first shirt for the podcast. If I'm sinning, I'm winning. Um, so I was suspended <laughs> in every school. Like, every school I got oh, man. a suspension. I didn't get kicked out of any. Uh, Probably I was, got in-school suspensions a lot. Yeah, so we had this thing in Columbus Public called Peak. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it stands for something, but I don't. It is. It still exists. And it's <laughs> really? it's performance something yeah i don't know what it means it's where the bad kids go ouch it's it's where i did 90 percent of my schoolwork. uh i had a tendency starting like third grade i don't know why but um i started becoming class clown and i actually think i think a lot of class clowns it happens because of insecurities sure uh so of course you know i was shy uh, so I acted out and that doesn't fucking seem to make any sense, but like, I felt like it was easier to put on this, um, you know, over the top persona and act out and be an asshole. I thought it was easier to do that than just be a normal kid. Otherwise I'd just be really shy. That being said, I was academically very smart. So like I, they would send me to peak all the fucking time. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, but you're actually getting your shit done. Yeah. Like three times a week. You know, three out of fucking five days, I'm sitting in peak all day drawing Ninja Turtles on that weird cardboard thing they put around my desk so I couldn't see other kids. Like, that's what I was doing. Or lowriders. I, for some reason, was really obsessed with uh, Chevy Trailblazers, and I would draw them as lowriders, like, all the fucking time. Um, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> it took a minute for that to click. Yeah. I was obsessed with Chevy Trailblazers. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. And I always, oh my I always God. drew the, uh, the antenna. I always drew it like, you remember the squiggle antenna? Oh my God. That is so <laughs> funny. I, I drew lowriders. I was obsessed with Chevy trailblazers. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. So they would send me to peak. I'd get all my work done. And then when it was time to like, <laughs> you, you can't get past it. That's so funny. And then when oh they would, God. uh, I do tests. I would always ace my tests. Um, I remember scoring gifted on like my tests and shit in like second grade. And it was like, but then I just was still in peak all the fucking time. And it wasn't, it wasn't really any change in, uh, middle school. Like I said, I failed seventh grade. You get to that point with your teachers where they're just like, you know what to do. Yeah. They're like, Jeff, just, you know, Sierra talks about that because she was similar hmm. where she was really good at her schoolwork. All that she had like, she graduated with like a 3.875 or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah. And uh, she said that she would get to the point where she would get done with her test or her work and her teachers would look at her and be like, you know what to do? Go sit in the hall. Yeah. Like, you're just going to disrupt class. When I took, when I, okay, so we talked about this before, but I left school in 11th grade. 
uh, shit wasn't going so well in high school. Not because of academics, just because of it was the first time in all of my life that I was able to skip. So I was skipping a lot. I got to say that I left school is a really <laughs> nice politically correct yeah, way of putting it. I did. I left school. Me, me and school uh, mutually disagreed yeah. and came to a mutual had, decision that I was going to leave it. We had a very peaceful split up. We were separated for a while. And then uh, decided we, to make it official. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we were separated. I would pretty much leave every day. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. And so. You were cheating on school with fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> media play. That's where I was, like, all the time. Dude, when media play started. I was started, cheating on school with record shopping. With, uh, when media play started having, like, martial amps. And I'd go in there and just get a fucking guitar and obviously put it in drop D immediately. And just sit there and shred on a solid state Marshall amp. You guys, you in school really tried to make it work. You met with the guidance counselor. I could keep taking this metaphor. Keep going. That's fine. If you want to keep going, keep going. Just trying to figure out what this band is. It's kind of like a weird melodic death metal with a little black with, metal. With goth. Uh, self-described with a little goth. Oh, that that's his description. Yeah. Um, So... I don't know. What, I'm, I just want to listen for a minute. Sorry, listeners. We're going to listen for a second. Give us five seconds. A lot of squealies. A lot of squealies. <laughs> could, be, could be an every time I die. I actually was writing something today. Like I said, I was trying to get back into that kind of headspace, and I tuned up my uh, my LTD. What are, where are we at right now? Hour eight. Really? Yeah. Wow. Getting ready to wrap it up. I uh, tuned up my LTD to drop C. And I wrote actually some pretty sick. That's my favorite some tuning. Pretty fucking sick. Uh, metallic hardcore this afternoon. A couple of riffs. I was pretty happy with it. Yeah. M- metallic hardcore? Yeah, like 100 Demons. Like that kind of. Okay. It, you know, it's still definitely just hard hardcore, but with like, like to me, like Empire of Rats is like the definition of a metallic mm. hardcore band. Okay. But this is me. I can buy one. Actually, I still listen to that No Peace EP. Their full length was awesome too. Yeah, um, one of the best hardcore bands come out of this city. I would 100 percent agree with that. Chris Tapman wrote a lot of that. He's got another band coming out. He's always got another. I band know he does. Out. They're going to be around for seven months. I'm calling it now. Seven months. All right. Wow, we really did just talk about music for a whole episode. I, I when I looked at the board and saw for whatever reason you and me were both in the same headspace. Apparently, everything we were putting on the board was music related. You know what I did yesterday? What? I cleaned up outside. Actually, like got a lot done yesterday. I cleaned up out back. Uh, you know the the uh, winter thaw. The winter thaw. Mm. Uh, dog shit cleanup sesh. I don't do that because and, I cleaned uh, it up real fucking time. Colin. Yeah, well, I have a th- there was there was seven dogs in my house last night. Okay. It's wild. Anyway, uh and uh so there's a lot of dog shit in my backyard. So anyway, I cleaned up back there for a while yesterday and just was picking up some other stuff and then like it was nice out and I was like I had a hoodie on but I was working so I was sweating and yeah. I had music playing and I just sat down. I pulled the chair out, put my feet up. I was drinking. Listening to rap music, a puppy jumped up and was cuddling on my, and I like sat outside for two hours yesterday, just fucking chilling. In February! Oh man, it was awesome. So, my daughter right now is coughing a lot, and she's coughing to the point of gagging herself. 
I've been thrown up on three times in two days. Sucks. And I left a little bit early today, like earlier than I would because, you know, I've been getting here like fucking five minutes after you for like the past five weeks. And because we had a new room set up today, I wanted to get here with enough time to start setting shit up and actually figure out like where the camera's going to be and yada yada. Um, So I leave less than five minutes after I leave. I get a text from my wife. It's just a picture of my daughter covered in vomit. She did it again. It sucks, man. I I hate seeing uh, I hate seeing either one of the kids like just. I don't, I don't kids, even. I don't know what to say. Like I I hate seeing them miserable, but, you, but she's not that miserable. Are your kids when they're vomiting, yeah. when they're puking? Are they miserable kids? Like when they're sick like that, are they miserable sick kids? No, like well, okay. So l- let me let me give you the breakdown. My daughter, right now, she doesn't feel bad. She just is something's making her cough. And she's coughing so hard, she gags and throws up. But oh, then she, so it's not even a bug. It's no, just she's coughing. She has no temperature, no nothing. And then she goes right back to raging. Like, I feel like it's a, she has like a snotty nose and the post nasal drip is like making her throat irritated. She coughs, gags because of the snot and shit like that. Boom, vomit. Done. Yeah, I guess we talked about this a couple weeks ago because Rowan, if Rowan is my one who like, he will literally be like, I, I, I can't imagine what it's going to be like when he's in college yeah. because he fucking he'll just be going hard and in between heaves he'll just be talking to you. Yeah. I remember he was two years old the first time like you know a year and a half two years old that's like when it they start puking like adults you know what I mean like humans sure it's no longer spit up it's puke yeah. And I just remember him fucking losing his goddamn mind. He's puking. We got carpet all over. The, he's puking on all the carpet. We're bringing him to the bathroom. And he's in between. He's just like, and mommy. I, I mean, he's just like talking like it's yeah. nothing. Like he's like talking about Paw Patrol <laughs> or some stupid shit. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Like I remember that like it was yesterday. It was like three in the morning and he's just losing his goddamn mind talking. Oh, uh, so funny. Hayden, on the other hand, <clears throat> he is uh See, like, oh, I'm sick. Yes, dude. He, <laughs> Miles he gets, is like, that. he gets the uh, what you would call the man flu, and it is bad. It could be anything, and you're just like, dude, suck it the fuck up. Like, I, I hate having to tell him to do that, but like, he, he just gets real finicky about the weirdest shit. Like, he spilled a little water on his pants, and then he'll sit and go, he'll go, ah. Uh, oh, uh, Rowan is exactly. And I'm the like, same I'm way. like, dude, it's just water. It'll fucking dry. But he's like, I got to go upstairs and change right now. Rowan's I'm like, exactly no, you the don't. same way. Yeah, if, I'm, I, I used to be weird. <laughs> I used to be weird about just the bottoms of my pants because they were so big. When they would drag and hit yeah, precipitation, yeah, yeah. ugh, they get that ugh. big rip, that big rip. You yes, but it wasn't that. It was because I wore short yeah. socks, and then the wet pant would touch my Achilles. Ugh. And there was nothing that like weirded me out more than that. Kyle used to make fun of me, so and it's weird because I make fun of Kyle for everything. So I have an incredibly trivial thing. Ooh, shit, man! I kind of wasted my uh, cart story. My cart story was a trivial thing. Like I just have an incredibly trivial thing, like incredibly trivial. Okay. So today, yes. So I'm the kind of guy who like you seem like the kind of guy to me mostly because you have a lot of judge shoes. me bro yeah no mostly because you have a lot of nice shoes you seem like the kind of guy who always has likes to have nice new socks is that true yeah a thousand percent like you're not the kind of guy who like just wears socks can i they always have to be nice i'll, I'll give you an example that's my today i put six new pair of socks in the washer i have a drawer i'm not kidding it's it's the biggest drawer 
in my dresser jam-packed with okay. fun socks. So fun fact about me, I'm exactly the opposite. I wear socks until like the bottoms of them are threadbare and it's just like bare feet with cloth on top. Okay. I'm just like that. It's fine. You can judge me and I'm, no, no, it's, no. It's okay. I, I'm, I'm totally not judging you. I feel like people would judge me before that. No, that, no, That's no. more normal. I aspire to be like you, you know, did you know that RuPaul never wears a dress more than once? That's what I'm talking about. Damn. That's interesting. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's or fucking wild. Maybe it's an outfit. Like even when she's not in drag, like, like, like I'm pretty sure that RuPaul never wears an outfit so, more than once. So I buy, that's hard. That's super hard. I buy these, uh, like, Hanes, the little uh, guys, yeah, the no show, and every so often when I feel they're all kind of wearing at an equal pace, I take them all, throw them all out, and buy a couple new bags. Okay, so I'm exactly the opposite. Yeah, I and, stay but with I the got to stocks. the point. I got to the point yesterday. Sierra was at Target just buying some bullshit, and because you know how wives do, they go to Target and buy some bullshit. Uh, that's, that's me though. But uh, anyway, uh, that was so sexist. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And that's why I reeled you in by saying that's me. You know how my wife do (laughs) has nothing to do with the fact that she's a female. You know how Jeff B. She goes to Target and spends a lot of money when she's there. I'll tell you what I need. Oh, yeah, I need that storage bin. Oh, yeah, I need that. I'll tell you what she doesn't spend money on is storage bins because Colin said, no, we'll get some cardboard boxes. Very true. (laughs) Anyway, uh, she was at Target, so I texted her. I was like, I got to the point. I was like, I can't find any clean socks. I can't find any non-garbage socks. I need a new pack of socks. So like, can you get me some plain-ass black crew socks? Yeah. You know, because that's what I wear. You see them right here. And uh, I said Hanes or whatever. She comes home, and it's a pack. And that, no judgment here, but it was like the Target brand, like the new. You know how Target's got yeah, all yeah. those new brands? Good that, fellow. Uh, yes, exactly. Like cutesy names. Dude. It was those. Good fellowship rules. These socks are a little thin for my for my taste. Okay. I like a thicker Hanes. Anyway, <laughs> that's not my super trivial. This is already every 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 part of the story so far has been exceptionally trivial. Hella layered. Anyway, I got these new socks yesterday, and it's very rare. I get new socks like every six months, maybe. Maybe a year. And uh I put a brand new pair of socks on and I'm walking, get out of the shower. Put sock, put them on, brand new out of the bag, and I walk from the bathroom to my bedroom, and it gets caught on a fucking nail. Oh my god! In the trim on the transition piece that was sticking up a little too much. Yeah, and it was like these brand new socks. I'm wearing them right now, and it's like <laughs> that's my very trivial thing. Is I barely get new socks, and I finally get new socks. Immediately rip a goddamn hole in them. Uh, I have a trivial thing. So. When my wife, and it's, it's a weird, that right there is two minutes of your, if you're listening to this, that is two minutes of your life. You'll never get back. Sorry about that. So mine is actually, it's related to socks too. (laughs) (laughs) So so let's queue up two more minutes of this shit. Uh, mine is when I get out of the shower, step on the mat, I dry and then I go. I know where you're going. Dude, when my wife gets out of the shower, it's like a fucking dog has shake. Has shaken its like water all over the place. And so, again, we know this from last uh, couple episodes. I don't wear my shoes in the house. I'm socks only, right? So when I go upstairs and I walk in there and I step Scrubbing. in water, I am, oh, it's the worst. I'm fucking furious. My, furious. Stupid, my stupid fucking big dog, Angus, when he drinks water, like 
he's got a mouthful of water as he yeah. walks away. So there's always like a foot and a half, two feet. Uh, it happens almost daily where I step in his fucking drink water. Yeah. Uh, dude, it's the worst. Uh, you, the, 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 those socks are done. They're going in the wash. Yep. That's exactly right. So I, I've got a lot of stuff in the wash right now because my daughter, like I said, kept throwing up on me. And I put some new socks in there. And uh, these new socks, again, I buy, I tend to buy a lot of fun socks. Also, I fucking hate trying to match black socks. So that's why I throw all of them out and get a whole brand new because I just want to grab the black socks and match them. Grab, match, grab, match. I know they match because they're all fucking brand new. That's, anyway, that's something sock matching is not a thing in my house. For the most well, part. If you if you were to look at my sock drawer, which, by the way, I think this will be a fun game to play. If the listeners have made it this far. Guess how many socks. Guess how many socks I have. And then, if they made it this far, if they made it this far, oh, guess man. how many socks on any any outlet you want. It could be YouTube. It can be uh, Facebook, Instagram. We're guessing how many socks you own. Pair pairs pairs of socks and and i'll i'll get i'll throw them a bone i have tall socks like fun socks and then i have shorties right we'll do i'll count them all tonight fun socks like the stuff that you wear with fancy clothes to work that's like cutesy stuff yeah but i don't wear cute i wear jeans i just like i wear this to work i got a lot of friends who do that thing with the fancy socks i can't do it i always have i can't do it literally my entire 14 years roto has a rowan has a pair of socks that just have a bunch of these <laughs> Uh, so the new ones I bought are like the reason I bought them is there were there was one specific pair I wanted, but it was a pack of six. So I was like, well, guess I'm buying those six pair. Uh, it was like the Monopoly guy. It was like the Monopoly guy and a bunch of monies and stuff like that. And I went, oh, money. We got our friend. We got our friend a pair of that had uh, prison Mike from the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the do rag on and shit. Um. All right, so that's going to be a fun thing. So oh, guess man. how many pair of socks I have, and I will, I will reveal it. All right, the beginning. Of I'm going to guess episode. right now. I'm going to guess right now. You did. You heard me say like it's my biggest drawer I have. I'm going to guess 34. <laughs> I can already low? tell you you're low. Okay, give us give us a range then. No. Okay, 61. All right, we'll go. We'll, I'll check. I don't really have my a, my have guess idea. is between thirty four and sixty one. That's a big <laughs> fucking guess. That's a big guess. Oh man! Before we're done, one more side note, one more quick story. Give it because we've been working on this thing now. I see it. Two weeks in, it's super visible right now. This is where the story is going. Is Beatrice? So when I pick her, when I pick the kids up from school, I'm standing out in the street and they walk out of the school, and it's about. Real quick, can we just tell the listeners, like, if you're listening, we're talking about your handlebar mustache. Yeah, I look like, I look like, uh, actually. You you look like Lemmy's brother, Orangey. Oh, man. I actually have a funny description that we came up with on Friday night about this. All right, I'm going to take us for another two-minute ride here. Anyway, uh, Beatrice saw us, or saw me picking her up, you know, from about 150 feet away, or 150 yards away. Mm. And, uh. It's key. It's a long way. Yeah. Hundred no, not hundred fifty yards. Yeah, that's one and a half football fields. Yeah, two hundred feet. Um anyway, she comes up and she goes as soon as she goes, she didn't even say hi to me. She goes, When I walked out of the school I could see your mustache. And I went, Yes <laughs> She goes, I still don't like it. Oh man. She doesn't like it. She says it makes me look Italian. What? And I said, Hate to break it to you, racist. <laughs> uh 
my mom's last my mom's maiden name is Alotti. I'm 24% or 25% Italian and you are 12 and a half percent Italian. So, sorry. Anyway, oh. uh uh Oh yeah, so Friday night we decided I was trying to figure out we were trying to figure out what I look like and I was wearing that terror hoodie that looks a little bit white power. Sure. And uh the gray one. Yeah, and I was wearing that and it was Jack and Jordan and I were just chilling and I was like the mustache plus the glasses plus the hair plus the hoodie. I look like a fucking guy who's not actually racist, but like just got out of jail a couple months ago. And when he was in jail, he aligned with the Aryan nation (laughs) just so he doesn't get his ass kicked. Yeah. That's where we decided I'm at. That's rough, man. I feel weird saying that out loud, but it's funny. And as soon as I was like, dude, do I just fucking look like a racist dickhead? So then I got out of the shower today before I came here, and I was de-wrinkling this shirt mm-hmm. in the dryer. And uh, so I just had my fucking gut hanging out, and I had my glasses off, and I was, like, in the middle of doing my hair. And so I got it wet, and I just slicked it straight back and walked downstairs with the mustache, no glasses, and the hair slicked straight back with no shirt on. And I was like, see, here's my new look. She goes, you look like you're about to kick my ass. <laughs> I was like, have you ever... If I ever hear you talk like that in front of my friends again. <laughs> Yikes. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's how we're going to end tonight. Because I am right. a racist child or wife abuser. Mm, I don't like that. I don't either. All right. But that is, unfortunately, <laughs> episode, <laughs> episode unfortunately. 45. <laughs> episode 45. Uh, that's all we got for you tonight, guys. We'll see you next time.